60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. You know that Robert Palmer is the consumer empowering voice for you and me. We're not talking about worldwide economics here. We're not talking about Harvard or Yale. We're talking about you. We're talking about me. People that get a paycheck and the things that we do along the way that can make the difference between a 500 credit score and all that that will not buy or a 750 credit score and the ease of life that many people enjoy. And you know what? It's not about how much money you make. That's the important thing to walk away from here with. It's not about how much you make. It's what you do with the money that's coming in. So we want to make sure that you follow along with the teachings of Robert Palmer. And where did he come up with this information? From years and years in the financial industry, through years of looking at your credit applications, through years of sitting down and talking with you about some of the traps you've fallen into that took your money, all right? Robert's come up with a set of rules. We call them the Saving Thousands Rules to Success. And if you use those rules, by golly, you will not believe how easy it is to take control of your finances to become the person in charge whenever you're in a situation that involves money, okay? Today, we're gonna talk about Robert and the research he's doing into credit cards. And we're doing this for you. Also, we have an Ask RP from Jonathan. He owns a home. He wants to get an additional home. So we'll visit his letter and see what that has to do with. Can RP funding do a mortgage where you live? We'll talk about it. Robert's going to look at the insurance industry and see if the changes that he has made to just help mortgages could help insurance. There's a lot of great information on today's show. So sit back, enjoy the show. And Robert, I know you've been researching credit cards. Any surprises along the way? I found a card online that, that I think is kind of crazy. and So I want to share this with people. Uh, th- this is a, it's a secured card. All right, so mm-hmm. you, you get a $200 limit, but you have to put up a $200 security deposit. Right. Now, that part's not that bad. But then they hit you for a $50 annual fee. Seen those. $50 annual fee on a $200 credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's 25% of the, of the I guess, limit. I mean, whatever you want to call it. So you pay them $50 for them to loan you back your own money. Uh, and then the APR is 19.9%, uh, which doesn't seem all that generous. And then uh, the late fee is $38. So, I mean, this is, uh, I, I don't think I would get one of these. So, we're, we found some much better deals. And this, by the way, is the, uh, this is the first Premier Bank card, uh, which they, they, these guys pay, these guys pay websites a lot of money to push their, their yes, product. That's do. how we stumbled across it. Uh, and so, what happens is they, they pay, they pay like a hundred bucks uh, for every credit card sign up that, uh, that some wow. of some of these affiliates can push over them. It's, it's crazy. And, uh, and so, you know, you got people writing about how it's this great card when I personally think it's garbage, but, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're getting a $200 line of credit, but they're going to take 50 away right away for the sign-up yep. fee, and then they're going to hit you with overdrafts. And, and they're loaning oh, you your own, man. they're loaning you back your own money. Your I mean, money. You're, you're, you're basically, you're paying them $50 to report to the credit bureaus. I mean, that's, that's absolutely all it is. It is crazy. You know? So, uh, so again, we're, we're going to put this list together. I've got, I've got my staff researching and calling around and we are going to uncover the absolute best credit cards. For our listeners it just shows how yeah. desperate people are though robert they'll do anything to get their credit back right and, and you know and what i think is there, there's there's probably some banks out there with way better cards than this but sure. they they don't they're not advertising it or they're not paying the bloggers enough money to push it on the internet so that's why we're going to uncover it you know well, we're going to find that little credit union right or that big credit union we're going to find that bank or that local bank or that big bank i don't care you know who's got the best deal for my saving thousands listeners that's that's what it's all about and and so you know we we've tried to use some of the online portals to do this research for us and shortcut oh. it but the problem is they only show the cards that will pay them money. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with them getting paid for displaying advertising. I think that's fine. But if you only show cards who are willing to pay you, then how can you honestly say that you're researching giving people the best cards? So, you know, we're going to put together a list that, that includes every bank. I mean, we're going we're gonna to take our time. I am paying my staff to make phone calls, to call banks, to ask all the right questions. You know, we, we sat down and with the group and I, I figured out who had the best understanding of credit cards and interest rates and gave them a crash course and turned them loose. And then they're asking all these questions and they're gathering all this data for me so I can sit down and we can look at, 
you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 credit cards from different banks. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to I'm going to put them into categories. Right. So what's the best credit card for someone with bad credit? What's the best secured credit card? What's the best mm-hmm. credit card if you're a frequent traveler? You know, and again, there, there are websites out there that claim to do this. But the caveat is most of them will only show the cards who will pay them a big referral fee when you apply for the card. We're going to do it with everybody, right? Because, I mean, let me tell you, the the small credit union out there with a great deal is not set up to pay bloggers to advertise their cards. And if you think, where do most people go for their research on credit cards? Most people, you know, they're not going to take the time to call and shop around the old-fashioned way. They're going to go online. And from what I've seen, almost every online website I've gone to that claims to be a resource for helping people shop around for credit cards is missing some great cards because those cards won't pay them the referral fee, the affiliate fee, the commission. And again, I don't mind that they're get, if a card's willing to pay them, mm-hmm. great, take the money. But don't exclude the cards who aren't willing to pay you. Don't put out an article that says these are the 20 best credit cards for whatever and, and then exclude the people that won't pay you. Now, if you want to include the people that won't pay you along with the people who will pay you, I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's good old American capitalism. But to say you're going to give advice on the best cards and then exclude the cards that are unwilling to pay you, I think is wrong. And so we're going to create a list, an unbiased list, mm-hmm. and we're going to put this list on savingthousands.com, and I'm going to talk about it here on the radio, and we're going to help people truly find the best cards, not the best cards willing to pay bloggers, the mm-hmm. best card for consumers. And that's going to be the difference. And, and so far, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want to give too much away here until the list is done. But we've found some very, very attractive deals out there that I didn't even know existed, right? Uh Because, I mean, it's been a long time since I took the time to call, you know, I mean, they're probably calling, I mean, 30, 40 banks, you know, credit unions. I mean, they're they're calling a lot. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it over the phone so they can ask the questions. A big thing to me is how long is the grace period, right? Because as a financial ninja, the longer we can go without having to pay interest, the longer we can use our money somewhere else, the better. So we're looking for cards with attractive grace periods. And, uh, and then we're also making sure that all the cards do report on your credit. You know, credit reporting is important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, we're looking at application fees. We're looking at annual fees. We're looking at APRs. We're looking at late fees. And so, again, there will be one set of cards that we say these are great for people that don't have any, any debt right now because you don't care what the APR is as much because you're not going to leave a balance yeah. on there. Where someone who's got a lot of debt right now and is trying to get out of it we're going to give them a list of the best cards for balance transfers. We're going to try to dig up as many of the 0% APR deals as we can. You know, if I can show a listener out there, Rob, who's got twenty dollars or $30,000 worth of credit card debt, if I can show them four or five cards that have a six-month interest-free period on them, then they can roll from card to card, and they can go, you know, six cards, you go three years without paying interest. That's right. right if, you, if you line it up right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and someone who has twenty dollars or $30,000 in debt, if I can show them how to go three years you know, without paying interest, let's say their average interest rate is 20%. Let's say they've got $30,000 in debt. So they're paying $6,000 a year in interest. Wow. So over three years, I can save them $18,000 if I show them how to get six credit cards that have a six-month no-interest period introductory offer. And so this is this is what we're building now for the Saving Thousands credit card database. Uh, I am not in the credit card game, but this is something I feel mm-hmm. like my my listeners really need uh, because the, the quote-unquote advice out there on the internet is not really advice. And so what what uh, what caught my attention, and, and one of the things that really grabbed me on this, Rob, is is one of these websites uh, that that does this just raised $64 million in venture capital, okay? Mm. And, and so that caught my attention. You know, yeah. I, I read the financial, um, a lot of the news I read is financial. I'm very intrigued by IPOs, general business, you know, IPOs, initial public offerings where yep. companies go public. Uh, I'm very intrigued by this stuff. And so you know, as as I'm looking now to invest in other companies as I grow, you know, I've got Palmer Capital Partners now. Uh, and, and so I'm intrigued by this. So I was reading articles and, I, and this article struck me about a website who gave credit card and consumer advice that just raised $64 million in venture capital. And, and so I say to myself, well, venture capital guys, they don't uh, they don't give you money unless you make money. That's right. So let me go figure out how this website makes money. Mm-hmm. And, and so as I, I started reading through the disclaimers and looking at it, uh, you know, the cards that they're promoting pay them a commission. I say ransom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, I, I don't I don't mind that, but you got to make sure that you're promoting all, you know, that, that, that you're not only promoting cards that will pay you. If mm-hmm. if a credit card company is willing to pay you, don't turn their money away. We we want to take any money we can get away from the credit card company. But I would say the two things that, and so as I researched this uh, and I found some other websites who had previously taken money from credit card companies and, and then stopped, 
And one of the things I found out is there were times where the the benefits and incentives to the consumer are not as good uh, if the if the website is getting paid. And so again, this is another conflict for me, right? I wouldn't I disagree with that. Then I you know this this person took the cards off. Uh, there was an example they gave where uh, one particular credit card company, uh, if you signed up directly through their website, would give you fifty thousand bonus miles. And if you signed up through the the blogger's website who was getting the payment, you only got 25,000 bonus oh. miles. And so this guy did the right thing and said, you know what, I'm I'm going to put the link here to the card that gets you the best deal, not the card that pays mm-hmm. me money. And, and so there are people out there that are that are doing this with integrity, but not, they're hard to find uh, because the ones who are the flashiest and the most in the public eye and rank the highest in Google, uh, they seem to be the ones that are only promoting cards that will pay them high commissions, which means there's all these other really great cards that, that, that aren't being advertised, that aren't being put in the list. And, and so I want to fix this. You know, I, I'm the fixer, Rob. Like this uh-huh. is when I see something that's broken, you know, when I saw the mortgage industry broken with the junk fees and, and the rates and, and the way they were paying the high commissions and I came in and fixed it. I thought it was broken. And uh, and now I'm, I'm going to tackle this credit card thing. And, and it's simple. I don't I don't need to own a credit card company to do this. Right. I just need to make sure that my consumers have the knowledge they need to be financial ninjas and to get the right cards. And mm-hmm. so we're going to compile that list and I am excited about this. And, uh, you know, we're going to be the premier resource for giving people honest advice about the best credit cards. Well, if you just tuned in, we're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. And we're glad that you're listening to the radio show. But there's a lot more out there for you that Robert has improvised. All right. We've got the Saving Thousands radio show. All right. You're listening to it, right? And you can actually hear these shows as going on the iHeart channel. Robert Palmer has his own 24-hour day, seven days a week, iHeart channel. So you go on there and you can hear this show that we're, you're listening to now, and you'll hear past shows dating all the way back to seven or eight years ago. And whether it's an eight-year-old show or a new show, the information is just as pertinent today. All right, how else can you become empowered? Well, we have savingthousands.com. Great website, lots of interesting information, and we'll talk more about that as the show goes on. Then there's a state of eyes. The state of eyes is a new website from the research team at saving thousands. And this, this is a service that deals with getting people involved in real estate again after the crash. All right. It's a great website. It also brings you up to date with what's happening in markets around the world, like what's going on real estate wise and lifestyle wise in San Francisco, maybe in Spokane, maybe in new Orleans, Dallas, you name it great articles, colorful articles about what's happening out there in the world. Then there is Real Prospector. Real Prospector takes you inside the world of real estate and how it pertains to you, the customer. Well, i tell you what, there are so many ways that you can become empowered through the services, absolutely free, the services of the Robert Palmer family of companies. Robert, Jonathan writes in our Ask RP segment of our site, he says, Robert, I have a home with a mortgage. I want to buy a second home and rent it out. So how does all this work? All right. So first off, uh, you use the word second home, and then you talked about a rental. rental. That, that's, a, that's a problem, right? So, and again, I get this. I mean, Jonathan's not in the industry, and he sure. probably doesn't mean what we mean by second home. But I right. do want to explain to our audience that uh, there, there are three types of residences when it comes to finance, okay? And these make a difference to us because they carry different levels of risk, and they have different interest rates. So the first is your primary residence. Mm-hmm. All right. Then when we use the term second home in the industry, uh, we're talking vacation home, right? So this is a home that you are going to spend time in. You are not going to rent it out. This is your second home. This is your vacation home. Uh, and what we find is there is a lower risk to us as a lender for someone who is buying a vacation home that they're going to to use personally versus oh, yeah. a home they're planning on renting out. And the reason is, if you're buying a, a vacation home for your own personal use, you are planning on making the payment out of your personal funds for the entire year. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you are buying an investment property, that means you are planning on hopefully having a tenant or a renter who makes the payment for you. So what happens if said tenant or said renter does not make the payment for you? What happens if they lose their job? What happens if they flake out? What happens if they pack up in the middle of the night and disappear? Now you don't have the money coming in to mm-hmm. pay that payment. And you were never planning on paying the payment out of your own money. 
the way you were if you were buying a vacation home that you right. were just going to have. And you're like, hey, you know, honey, we're doing well this year. We love to go down to New Smyrna Beach. Let's buy a little condo on the ocean over there. And we're not going to rent it out. We're just going to use it for our personal use. We can afford the $1,000 a month in our budget. Let's do it. Let's reward ourselves. Yeah. That's different than saying, I'm going to buy a condo and I'm going to rent it out. And I'm going to make money off of it. And all of a sudden, if I ever had to pay that 1000 a month out of my own pocket, I would be in trouble. And so, again, Rob, this, again, gets into risk. So if you can afford the rental property without a tenant, then if things ever go wrong, you will quali- you'll be okay. You can Very afford good. to make the payment. If the only way you can afford that rental property is by having a tenant in there and by utilizing the rent to offset the payment, what happens when the tenant moves out? What happens when the tenant files bankruptcy? What happens when the tenant can't make the payment? You now cannot afford to make the payment. So while there are some loan programs that will allow us to consider the potential rental income of an, of an investment property, they have a lot of other gotchas. We want to see a lot of months of reserves. Mm-hmm. We want to see a lot of history, maintaining rental properties. It's not just an easy yes. And, and my personal advice is if you cannot afford the rental property with it being vacant, if you can't afford to go 12, I want you to sit there right now and say, if I had to go 12 months oh. without a tenant, would it destroy my life financially? And if the answer is yes, then don't buy the rental property because you never know. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do, and I understand why people buy rental properties. I mean, they're, they're trying to better themselves. They're trying to build for wealth. They're trying to expand their financial situation. But if you are not in a financial situation where you can afford to go 12 months, and will you ever have to go 12 months? Probably not. But who knows? I mean, who would have ever thought home prices could drop? the way they dropped in 2008 and 9, right? Rock. So if you can't afford to go 12 months without getting a dime of rent, my advice to you is do not buy that rental property. Do not take the risk. Do not put your finances in jeopardy by taking on something you can't handle. Buy a smaller rental property, All right. right? Maybe you've got maybe you've got 20 or $30,000 for the down payment, so you're thinking you're going to buy a nice little $100,000 investment property. Go buy a $30,000 investment property cash or buy a $60,000 investment property and have the mortgage be low enough that you could afford to pay it. The other thing I will tell you to be cautious of, the same conversations we just had. If $60,000 home A is a condo and the monthly dues are $1,000 a month, that will be more than your mortgage payment. This is a problem. Uh, So keep all that in mind. You've got to look at the homeowner association or condo dues, the property taxes. And here's the other gotcha with an investment property. You don't get to file homestead exemption. So if you're buying a house, right? So if I'm buying Rob's house, Rob lived in the house, Rob had homestead exemption, and now he's selling it to me and it's going to be my rental property. The county will find out that there's no longer an owner-occupant there. They will revoke the homestead exemption and the taxes will go up by seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a year. I'd say. Instantly. So don't be fooled as you're looking at this and saying, well, these property taxes are only a thousand dollars a year. Uh, If the person you're buying it from has homestead exemption, you need to call the county and find out what the property tax bill will be when it's an investment property and there is no longer homestead exemption. Well, there's a lot more saving thousands ahead, but I wanted to take this opportunity and take you to savingthousands.com, the website. If you're not driving, why not get out your tablet, your smartphone, get out your desktop computer, let's fire it up and let's go to savingthousands.com. You have to spell out the word thousands, savingthousands.com. When you get to the homepage, you'll see a very nice picture of Robert Palmer himself and a little bit about the entire site. Across the top of the page, you'll see some categories that are very useful to you. I mean, there's the rules. We talked about those saving thousands rules to success. There they are. You can copy them right there. There's radio shows, and that is past radio shows that we have done over the past eight years. You just click on them and play them back by demand, by topic. There's station listings, and right there, you'll find a listing and a map featuring where we are. That's right. Let's say you're heading out for the holidays. Maybe you're driving around the southeast, and you'd like to take us with you. Well, we don't take up a lot of room just right there on the dashboard, but that's a way that you can see what stations we're on, when, and where. There's an Ask Robert segment right there. You can click on that and ask Robert any question you want, and we will keep your name confidential. Plus, we may use that topic for a future show. And you'll see Home Value Hotline. If you click on that, that is a really good way confidentially to get a precise value of your home. So that's just the top of the homepage. Wait till you find out and you start exploring easily at no cost and no obligation as you start exploring other parts of saving thousands. It is a miraculous site. It truly is. 
Well, Robert, I was asked last week by a new acquaintance up here whether you can do a mortgage in Boca Raton. Yeah, so Rob, we, we help people statewide. You know, yeah. we're, we're doing mortgages statewide. We're going into to an additional group of states in the southeast. Uh, it really is. You know, I, I love our local clients because they can come in and sit down with us. But at the same time, for a lot of people, they prefer to just do things via FedEx. And we have online e-signatures and everything else. Uh, you know, we're here to help. You know, we've, we've got a great staff of people. You know, I built this company to try to make getting a mortgage a little bit easier. You know, it, it's the it's the biggest financial decision. It's the biggest uh, financial services deal you'll have to be involved in is your mortgage. You know, if you look, the average person's credit card is maybe five, you know, five thousand, seven thousand, maybe up to ten thousand dollars. The average mortgage is one hundred and seventy thousand. And so for most people, that mortgage uh, is higher than all their other credit, credit and debt combined. And, and so it's very important that you do get a good dealer, that you do shop around, that you do get a good rate, that you don't pay any fees. Uh, and that's that's the principles I built RP funding on. And when I came up with this idea, you know, the rest of the industry thought I was crazy. You know, and, and when mm-hmm. I when I started the company, uh, you know, so I was working for the, the, the big lender. And, uh, you know, they, they, they fell apart with the subprime crash and I decided I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to continue on that lifestyle anyway, you know, and I opened RP funding and, and there were six of us in the early days and we we're in a little broom closet sized office. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was going to take over the world and, and change it and do it right and not charge fees and give people great deals and, and, uh, just completely change the dynamic of the mortgage industry, uh, where, you know, previously the, the idea is whoever can pay the highest commission to the salesperson would win no matter how much it costs the consumer. And I didn't like that. Right. And so I said, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say whoever can give the best deal to the consumer will win. And everybody thought I was crazy. And I would go to the mortgage bankers convention. They would kind of look down their nose at me and they're like, Oh, you know, Robert, what are you doing? Yeah, that's never going to work. Your consumers don't care. You know, they're, they're too easy to take advantage of. Why are you trying to give them good deals? This is insane. Just, you know, the only way to work in this business is to pay really big commissions. You know, and Robin, we, we saw that article recently or the ad yeah, recently, you know, where the, the this company's offering uh, $8,000 commission on a $200,000 forward mortgage and a, uh, it was a $26,000 commission on a $200,000 reverse mortgage. And that was I mean, thousands yeah, of people. I mean, yeah, these, these numbers are staggering. And this is, so this is a company that's trying to grow the old way. And the way you grow is you basically bribe the mortgage salespeople to leave their current lender and come to you by offering them higher and higher and higher commissions. Well, the problem is someone will always offer a higher commission and a higher commission and a higher commission. And where does all that money come from? It comes from the consumer because you have to charge a lot of crazy fees and you have to charge a lot of high rates if you're going to pay your salespeople $8,000 a transaction in commission. You know, it, it really is. I think it's tragic, but it goes on each and every day. And so I decided we were going to be different. And I'm sitting here with six people and I have this dream, you know, and, and we're closing, you know, we're probably closing $20 million a year in mortgages back then, you know, it was, it was just not a lot. And this year we'll, we'll probably do close to a billion dollars in mortgages. Uh, you know, so it, it's pretty substantial growth. I we go say. from 20 million to a billion. And the beautiful thing is on a billion dollars with the mortgages, I don't have to charge fees and I don't have to charge crazy high interest rates. I don't have to do any of these things to make a lot of money because a billion dollars is a whole lot of volume coming through this place. And we're not owned by a bank. I don't have a bunch of partners. I don't have a hedge fund behind me. I don't, you know, it's just me. And I'm not a greedy guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to, to get rich off of one customer. I'm trying to, to build something here that can really change the way financial services companies and mortgage companies in particular treat their customers. And I will tell you, in the markets where we are strongest, we have seen our competitors have to lower their fees. They, they can't get away with it. They're nervous because they know if they try to take advantage of a customer and that customer calls us because they listen to this radio show or because they see me on TV or because they hear from a friend or whatever it is that they're going to get discovered. Because remember, the, the, the trick only works if you don't know what's happening. And, and so when, when someone tells you that there's going to be $10,000 in closing costs, and then you call me, and if it's a refinance and I tell you there's zero closing costs, that now they're, they're cooked. The, you know, the, the jig is up. You know, nobody's going to pay them $10,000 in closing costs when they can come here and get zero. But they're still banking on the fact that the vast majority of consumers will not shop around. Uh, and so they can still take advantage of them. And they can charge the consumer $10,000 in fees and they can turn around and give $8,000 of it to the sales guy. You know, and that's the funny thing is the companies that are charging all these fees, they're not getting rich. They're giving it all back to the salesperson in commission. And, and so where this company we saw this ad for on a $200,000 loan would pay $8,000 in commission. That's amazing. On a $200,000 loan, my total cost for sales compensation, right? Because we don't pay commission in the traditional right. sense, right? We Our guys get a salary and they get a bonus and... And, but my cost for a $200,000 loan is $700. Mm-hmm. 
this company's cost for the salesperson in, in, in sales, like what was, let's not use commission, let's call it sales compensation, right? right? So the compensation paid to the licensed mortgage loan originator. On a $200,000 loan, I pay $700. This competitor pays 8,000, okay? Mm. And people wonder how I don't charge lender fees. People wonder how I'm able to do closing, you know, no refinances with no closing costs. Well, on, right there, I have a $7,300 advantage over this particular competitor because they're in growth mode and they're offering $8,000 in commission on a $200,000 loan and I'm paying $700 in total origination compensation. Uh, no wonder I can kill them when it comes to <laughs> rates and fees, right? I mean, this is simple math, uh, but that the industry is used to preying on consumers and this is the way it's always been done. And not everybody pays 8,000. Some people would pay six. You know, I would say on the the industry average for a two hundred thousand dollar loan is probably around four or five, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you may be asking yourself, well, Robert, why would anybody work for you? I mean, why you know why why work for you when you pay so much less? Well, because the the thing is, these these guys with the crazy fees are doing so little volume, right? I mean, the average loan originator is closing like twenty deals a year. If they're, I mean, that, that that's actually pretty good for some of these guys. Twenty closings a year. That's it. And it's not because they, they don't have time to do more. It's because they can't find anymore because they're relying on referrals from one or two real estate agents. They're relying on their, you know, their friends and family who they can hit with all these crazy fees and no one questions them. And so they're closing 20 transactions a year where my originators are closing 20 transactions a month. I was going to say. I got some closing 30 transactions a month, right? And because we have such a great support staff, you know, for a consumer, it's great customer service, even though they're doing the more volume. Well, you can see, yes, we are saving thousands with Robert Palmer. And if you have any friends, relatives, someone maybe you go to church with that could benefit from this information, and I can't think of anyone who couldn't benefit from this great information we get from Robert Palmer every day, I hope you'll contact those friends and let them know that they too can become part of saving thousands because it's all good. It's all about them. They're not going to spend any money on anything that we're trying to sell you. We're trying to provide you with the information. It's Robert Palmer paying it forward. It's Robert Palmer having achieved a great, great deal of success in the financial world. And now he wants to give back. He wants to make sure that you have the tools that he had to struggle to find. Well, he's found them. He's written them down. And now they are yours. Well, a while ago, we were talking about savingthousands.com. want to take you back there. We talked about what was going on on top of the homepage. Now, let's scroll on down to the middle of the page where we will find a description of one of the recent radio shows and that little arrow, that play button that you can hit and you can play back that very show. Now under that, you're going to see eight windows, personal finance, credit cards, credit score, mortgages, banking, loans, financial zombies, which you don't want to be and home ownership. So if you click on any one of those, you're opening the world of that topic. So let's just right now, I'll just go along with you and, and, and you play along at home, like the home version, and I'm clicking on loans, okay? Now, behind that window is a number of articles, student loan tips for the recent graduate. Use these steps when getting a car loan. The real story of student loans and their impact on the society. And the list of articles and radio shows and info modules goes on and on and on. So that's just a hint of what you'll find right there in the middle on those eight windows in the middle of the saving thousands.com website. Well, Robert, we talk an awful lot about shopping around, shopping around for everything, including loans. And we talk about the smoke and mirrors in the financial industry, but there's one rule that we can't seem to emphasize enough. And that has to do with our loan mortgage rate. The other big thing is, all right, this is part two to the shopping around. You have got to lock your interest rate in up front. All right, let's talk about how this works. Mm -hmm. So you call around, you shop around, you talk to three mortgage companies. They quote you an interest rate. They quote you fees. You pick the one you like the best and you say, okay, I'm going to take that 3.5% fixed 30-year rate with a 3.72 APR or whatever the numbers are with the guy you pick. And you say, let's do it. Let's move forward. I'm going to take that deal. And he says, well, I don't think we <laughs> should lock your rate in quite yet because I have a feeling and that feeling tells me that rates are going to get even better, right? So, so don't lock it in today. Don't take the amazing deal I just offered you, the deal I offered you that is better than everyone else's deal that you talked to. They got you in the door. Don't take that deal. Let's wait. Because I think a few weeks from now, the deal will be oh so better, right? Well, guess what happens two weeks from now? 
Oh, the rates start edging up. Oh, the whether rates actually went up or not, this guy is telling you that rates went up, right? And if rates go down, he's not telling you that. He's he's going to leave you right where you were. This is how mortgage companies make extra money. Well, one, this is how they bait and switch to get you in the door. And the, the thing is, by not locking your rate, it's legal. It's completely legal because you made a decision to float your rate. And when you float your rate, you're completely at their mercy. So today I sit here as a consumer and I have 30 days to close on my new home loan. And I do the right thing and I shop around and I talk to three companies and I pick the one with the best deal. And then I let the guy talk me out of locking in, right? So right now I have all the power, right? Yeah. I am, as a consumer, I have the power. Mm -hmm. If company A, if I actually take the time to call three companies and pick them against each other and shop them against each other, I now have all the power as the consumer. As soon as I don't lock the rate, I have now given all of the power to the guy that I'm in process with that I did not lock the rate with. Because here's what happens. Two weeks from now, now I am 16 days away from closing on my new home loan. I have no options. I have no time to switch companies. I have no time to go anywhere else. Mm. So when the guy all of a sudden says, oh, time to lock your rate in, and you think, oh, great. Well, it was going to be 3.5. Has it gone down to 3.0? And he says, no, actually, it's gone up to four. And your jaw drops. And you say, well, what do you mean it went up to four? And now he's going to talk to you about how Janet Yellen... You know, in the Fed, they, they made a statement and, you know, the, the wind blew east instead of west and the Chinese are buying less mortgage bonds today mm -hmm. and the Greek crisis has started to resolve itself. And I really, really thought rates were going to go down. I was wrong. Rates are now higher, which could be a complete lie. You have no way to know. The consumer has no way to know in reality what this company's rates have done over that time period. But when he looks at you and he says, nope, you didn't lock in back when I could give you the three and a half. So today you're getting a four. And then he thinks to himself, what are you going to do about it? We're yeah. closing in two weeks, right? This is the attitude. This is the idea. I've watched this. I watched this uh, as a senior vice president of a big wholesale lender that bought loans from mortgage brokers for a big chunk of my career. And this is how the game got played. And I refuse to play it here at RP Funding, which is why we lock everyone's rate in up front. As soon as you mm -hmm. sign our application, as soon as you give us that, that real estate contract, we lock your rate right there. Some companies will tell you, well, we can't lock your rate until the appraisal comes back. That is code word for I'm going to screw you and raise your rate two weeks from now when you have no choice and it's too late for you to go to a different lender. You know, Robert, every time we go on the air and we talk about financial empowerment, an awful lot of people each and every hour kind of get excited about getting into the housing market. Maybe they want to buy their own home. Maybe they want to be able to own that home, to put a nail in the wall, to, to build a fence, to start building a legacy. You know, there's nothing like as we're growing up looking back on our childhood home. And I mean a home. An apartment is okay. It's all right. But a home, you've got a yard, you've got neighbors, you've got the school bus or the path to school. It's all about the American lifestyle. And really in the end, I think everybody wants to be a homeowner like you. I never heard of anybody that says, oh, I just want to rent the rest of my life because homeownership is not only a great, great way to live, but it's also building up wealth. So we talk about that. And then we think about, well, how are we going to find a good real estate agent? We know by now from listening to you that the real estate agent's name that's on the sign is the person representing the seller. Well, who represents us? Well, that is, of course, a buyer's agent. But how do we find a good buyer's agent? I mean, they don't have their name on that sign. Well, the way we go about it is by calling 855-773-8634. It's that simple. 855-773-8634 is not a real estate company. It's RP Funding. But just think of this. In all the years that RP Funding has been giving out mortgages, they've also met and done business with a lot of real estate agents. And all along the way, you, the people getting those mortgages, have been filling out surveys involving everybody in the transaction. So if a realtor's name continually shows up with gold stars, they're automatically placed on a very restricted and a very confidential list. It's our preferred realtor or real estate agent list. So if you're looking for a home in a certain area, all you have to do is call 855-773-8634. We'll pass along a few suggestions. There's no obligation there and nobody's going to call you and bother you, but at least we'll give you some of the top names, the top performers, the movers, the shakers, the people that get things done in the particular area where you want to do business. It is as simple as that. Okay. Now, Robert, the word around the water cooler is that you have consumer empowerment eyes on another part of business. What are you looking at? So speaking of businesses and, you know, obviously, I, you know, I've had a lot of success, uh, you know, grew up with a lot, a lot, you know, worked hard, 
did what was right for consumers. I built some pretty successful businesses. Right. Uh, the, the next industry I am targeting to personally revolutionize is going to be insurance. You know, I heard a rumble around the office about that the other day, but yeah. there was nothing more than just a rumble. So look what you've done in the mortgage industry in eight, in eight short years. Yep. Kind of the talk of the town and the talk of the industry. So insurance. Insurance. Wow. That's the next. So when I, when I look at industries that have the biggest kind of gap between doing what I think they should be doing and, and the reality of how they're run, uh, I think insurance is a big one. So I've, I've talked to, I've had a couple conversations with the, the Department of Insurance. I've, I've talked to our lobbying firm to understand uh, what goes into opening an insurance company, not a, not an agency, right? I'm not, I'm not talking right. about a insurance broker. I'm talking about an insurer, right? Like Geico, State Farm, oh. like we're, we're I, RP something, RP insurance or Palmer insurance, whatever I decide to call it, uh, would actually insure your house or your car, right? And, and so I've got the capital, you know, I've kind of figured out the, the strategy. And so I, I feel like I'm trying to figure out how I want to get into this game, right? So do I, do I want to go buy a bunch of little insurance agencies all over Florida and then ban them together, change the practices, change the culture, you know, change the business model and then, you know, blossom into the insurer. Do I just open the insurer from scratch? Do I partner with mm-hmm. the, cause, cause the big thing is I gotta be able to put my fingerprints on it, right? Like I'm not just For looking sure. to buy insurance companies and let them continue on business as usual, right? Like I, I'm going to buy an insurance company. And I'm going to redesign their processes and culture from the ground up to meet the way I want to do business. Right. And I'm going to have everyone tell me oh, it's not going to work. Robert, you can't do it that way. We've never done it that way. What do you mean? You know, I, I'm going to hear, I'm fine with all that. I'm going to repeat it. of eight years ago. Exactly. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 it's the song of my life. Yeah, it's, it's fine. And so all the naysayers are going to tell me how I'm crazy. And then all the other insurance companies are going to talk about how I'm going to fail. Like it's fine. It's I'm used to it. The first time around, it was tougher. This time around, it's going to be a lot easier. And so that's what I'm looking to get into. So again, I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, so uh, do I, do I, what do you think, Rob? Do I, do I buy existing insurance companies or buy into existing insurance Uh, companies? Do I start from scratch? I guess it would depend on, you know, finding that right insurance company that I could buy that wants to, that wants to, that wants to be converted over to my business philosophy. If you could find somebody of like mind, the way you found a couple of the executives that are running the, the mortgage business, so to speak right now. And I mean, I love these people because they're teaching me a lot on the days when I can't meet with you. They're teaching me. If you found people that were like-minded, like in a recent uh, company organization meeting we had, everybody had already answered the questions the way you knew they'd answer them. Now, that's pretty cool. But I'm afraid that you did it so right with the mortgage industry. You started very small and built up doing it your way with everybody criticizing you. But even then, they were spreading your name. Right. You know, even then they're saying, who is this guy? The guy's crazy. What's he doing? And it's a very successful business. I like the Robert Palmer stamp yep. on anything. If you open an applesauce company, I'd want to see your <laughs> picture on the applesauce can. You know what I'm saying? Because you could revolutionize that business. And you talk about something where the consumer's mad. Oh, yeah. They're mad at these insurance companies. Yeah. And so my part of my plan would be to, one, make it easier to shop around, right? You know, very make nice. it very easy. So w- kind of my thought is, so even, so I would have RP insurance, like, right, where I would be the insurer. Sure. But I would also shop you out to the others, right? And and if, if you can get a better deal at someone else, I then I would broker your insurance there, right? If, if I'm the best yeah. deal. And, and I would do that every single year, right? So every year I would re, I would, I would force my staff to re-shop all, everyone's insurance every single year, right? To find the best deal for our consumers. And then I, I think I would, I would try to make it as easy as possible for people to, uh, shop for insurance with us. Like as simple as sending a text to our text line, right? And then we uh-huh. can, you know, because I mean, again, I really harp on this. Rule number one, shop around. Uh, insurance is a place where we don't do it, right? Insurance, no. if we look at this, insurance uh, counts on you not shopping around. Insurance counts on the trick of auto pay, auto debit, to keep you from even looking at it, right? And so you have these people that, oh, I've had the same insurance company for 20 years and they've raised my rates every single year and I've every never year. done anything about it. And so this is what I want to fix, and so what I believe is that if, if I do roll out a better solution for insurance to the entire Saving Thousands radio network, right, we're talking about 70 plus stations, uh, depending on, so this is crazy, Rob. So I've, I've been asking the stations to give me an idea of how many people are listening. And, and, and depending on the week and the temperature, or whatever else, it's between half a million and a million people a week uh, that are hearing my voice on the radio, mm-hmm. which is a substantial crowd. And so what I believe is that if I, if I give that half a million to a million people a way, an easier way to shop and get a cheaper insurance, right? Quality insurance, but a lower price because we're going to cut out a lot of the same garbage I cut out in the other industries I've revolutionized. 
uh, th- that would be very successful. And the, the consumers will save money. And then I can, once you're in with me, I can force you to shop around every year. I would just do it for you. Rule right. number 14. That's it. Just every year we're going to shop for you. So when you when you had your insurance with us, we would just automatically every year reshop it and and reach out to you and say, hey, so you're currently with, you know, with the RP insurance brand. If we switch you over to Allstate, you could save blah, blah, blah. Do you want to switch? Do you want to stay? What do you think? Let's talk about it. And so basically force people to to reshop every single year. And so as I, as I go down this, Rob, I guess let's say this. If there's somebody out there listening that owns an insurance company, right, hmm. that may want to sell or let me buy in or likes kind of where I'm going with this. Why don't you send a text to 35353? That's our text line here. Sure. 35353, right? So if you own an insurance company, work for an insurance company, if you kind of like what I'm talking about here, uh, let me know. 35353. Shoot me a text because I'm getting into this industry. You know, ultimately as an insurer, I'll probably get in as an agent uh, so I can start building up the the policy banks and everything before we we launch the actual insurer uh, here in Florida. Uh, but this is, this is the next industry I'm going to revolutionize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be big. And I'm going to save people a ton of money, just like I've saved people a ton of money in every other business I've gotten into. And just like I save people a ton of money right here on the radio each and every day. And, uh, and, and the business is going to be built. My, my insurance business will be built to mirror the rules. We're going to force oh, you to shop good. around. We're going to force you to know your numbers, right? We're going to, to force you to do all these things that are built into the rules uh, because that, that's what I believe makes good business. Mm-hmm. If, if any business that would take my rules for consumers and use it as a roadmap, to build their business would be more successful. There could be somebody out there right now that's an executive with an insurance company that doesn't like the way they're running it. It says, I could do it better if I just had the chance. If they could text you at 35353, you would give them a meeting. 35353 is the text. And just, you know, do you agree that the insurance industry is not doing its job? You know, the the little agent on the street corner are they going through everything they're supposed to be doing for the consumer? See, and the problem is that the, the, I don't blame the agent because the deck is stacked yeah, against the agent. It is, you know, totally. the, the big insurers have these agents under their thumb, right? And Amen. and when you look at, at what the agent makes, you know, so the agent's trying to run an entire business on like 10 to 12% of the, you know, of, of the, the policy. True. And they've got to have their own office space. There's all this duplication. Again, it's a lot like the mortgage broker to mortgage lender. I mean, there's a lot of parallels between the mortgage industry and the insurance industry. Uh, the little agents are doing the best they can, mm-hmm. but the deck is stacked against them in a lot of ways. Uh, they don't have the volume, the scale, you know, that you can do different things when you're, when you're statewide and you have tens or hundreds of thousands of policies, you know, or millions of policies yeah. than if you have a couple thousand policies and, and those, those economies of scale. But then you've got the big insurance companies who just are greedy, right? You know, and then they, they're, they're not going to, I mean, they're never going to encourage anybody to shop around. I mean, that, no that, that's where their profits come from. But I honestly believe, Rob, I, I've, I've looked at this business long and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not a, a jump in there kind of guy, nope. you know, and, and I've looked at it long and hard and I do believe it can be done differently. I do believe it can be done better. And that is my next mission in life. That's the next industry that I'm going to revolutionize. And so, uh, you know, phase one is probably to go and buy into or buy some insurance agents and band them together and put my resources behind them to, to phase one of trying to take this thing in the right direction. Uh, and then uh, over time, uh, turn into exactly what my vision is, mm-hmm. you know, which, which again, is everything I talk about here on the radio basically being done for you by an insurance company, the same way we do it in the other businesses that, that I control. So uh, that's it. 35353, three, that's the text line. If, if you're in the insurance business, if you own an insurance company, shoot me a text, uh, you know, and uh, let's talk. 35353, this is my next uh, my next way to, to follow rule number uh, 13 there. Hey, Robert, I wanted to take the opportunity to uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the Home Value Hotline. It's not one of our main topics today, but uh, it's always a good idea to remind everybody because it is such a phenomenally great service, the Home Value Hotline. We bring this up because right now, if you turn on a television, if you go on the web, if you're reading through magazines, whatever it is, you're going to be hearing about some of these international companies usually computer-based companies out on the West Coast. And these people are really just delving strictly into telling you they're going to provide you with the value of your home. When actually, well, there may be a little bit more to it than that. Why do they need your name? What are they looking for? What's in it for them to give you a value of your home without any restitution or without any other monetary exchange? What are they really trying to get your name for? Could it possibly be that they're going to take your name as somebody who is looking into the value of their home, which means, number one, you might be selling it. Number two, you might be refining. 
So valuable. Oh, that information is valuable when it comes to people in the financial industry. So really, do you want that? Do you want to make that one call or that one email and then have emails coming to you by the hundreds? Have your phone ringing off the hook? I don't think that's what you want. So how about the Home Value Hotline? The Home Value Hotline is is a service of the Robert Palmer family of companies. And it's a service. That's all it is. There's not going to be some follow-up phone call trying to hard press you into doing anything. It is a group of real estate professionals that have gathered together that said, we owe it to the people to give them the best possible information, just like you get on this show. So you will have a very, very qualified, very reputable real estate professional or banking professional or assessment professional, all teaming together to look at the value of your house. And it all comes from the home value hotline. No obligation, no anything. Call the Home Value Hotline at 866-222-8231, 866-222-8231. Robert, you have taught me along the way, and you've taught our listeners, that too many consumers will make the decision to buy something or move some way financially. And what they do is they usually will grab the first opportunity that comes along without any comparison shopping. This can be a big, big mistake. Yeah, at the end of the day, Rob, it's not even necessarily just about using us. It's about shopping around, right? Rule number one, shop around. Rule number one is you have to shop around. And uh, look, we're not the only mortgage company on the planet that will give you a good deal. That's not what this is all about. Uh, There are other people out there that do it the right way. The problem is the vast majority do it the wrong way. The vast majority are going to charge you junk fees. The vast majority are going to overcharge you on the interest rate. And this applies to every industry. And, And the number one way, and the reason it's rule number one, is the number one way as a consumer you can protect yourself against being overcharged and being taken advantage of is to shop around. Simply shopping around. Simply talking to two or three companies. Call us, call whoever your real estate agent recommended, call your local bank, line them up side by side, and if nothing else, you'll know if you're getting a good deal from everyone. Is someone ridiculously more expensive? And I will tell you, if nothing else, everyone else is going to sharpen their pencil because when they know you're shopping around, you know, when they know that you're shopping, when they know you're not one of the consumers, you're not being a financial zombie, you're not just going to take whatever they offer you, they're going to give you a better deal. They're going to think twice about trying to load you up with a bunch of unnecessary fees. They're going to think twice about trying to jack up your interest rate to make a higher commission. You know, and all this stuff goes on each and every day. And the number one way to protect yourself is to simply shop around. And this applies to everything. And Robbie, it's amazing. You know, we will we will shop around for, a you know, a better deal on an iPad or we'll shop around for a better deal on a TV you know, we'll go, we'll go check out Target and Walmart and Best Buy mm-hmm. and who's got the best deal on the big Samsung TV I want to save 200 bucks, right? But then we'll go get hosed <laughs> by 3000 on a mortgage because we didn't shop around, you know, or we'll get hosed every month by our bank because they charge us bank charges and fees that we don't pay attention to because we don't shop around or we'll pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest on credit cards because we took the store card with the 29% interest rate instead of shopping around and finding a great fixed rate from a bank or a credit union at 9%. I mean, all of this exists out there and the gaps are so huge. You know, the, the, the TV that we will shop for, it may be a two, $300 difference from one store to another. The difference in fees from one mortgage company to another can be thousands. The difference in interest you will pay mm. from a low interest rate credit card versus a high interest rate credit card is thousands. And, and we don't shop for these. We don't think about it because we've never been taught to. We've never been trained how to. And the industry knows how much money they'll lose if we all get smart. And so they're trying to make sure we don't. And, of course, you know, you've taught us how so many companies do things just, well, don't worry about that or don't look at the fine print. And how many times when you were working for the Monster Mega Bank or whatever, did you say to the people when they said, well, what about all these fees? And you simply looked across the table and smiled and said, oh, don't worry about that. We're going to roll it into the loan. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, so they're thinking, oh, I don't have to pay that out of my pocket. No, you're going to pay it over 30 years. Right. Or the best is, well, don't worry that the seller's paying for all that for you. Well, that means you, that means you overpaid on the price <laughs> yeah, of the house because you had to give the seller more money for the house for him to then turn around and pay all your closing costs. At the end of the day, it's all your money. You know, as a consumer, it's our money, and we have a responsibility to stand up and shop around and be smarter and wake up and take our head out of the sand and take control of this thing, because this is the last great frontier. This is the last great battle. If you look at how empowered consumers are today between social media and everything else, you know, uh, we have a lot of power. You know, back in the day, companies and big corporations had a lot of power. Today, consumers have power. If we don't like the way we're treated, we go on social media. We go on Twitter. We go on Facebook. You know, we, we go on Yelp and leave reviews, and we have a voice. And then the last great frontier, the last place that we as a group of consumers have not stood up and fought back is when it comes to financial services, and it's because we're afraid of it. You know, we don't understand it and we think it's too complex. It's not. 
This stuff is not that hard. Someone just has to make it clear and explain it to you, and that's what I'm here to do. And it's they don't want me to. Trust me, Rob. Nobody wants me out here on the radio pulling back the curtain, no. telling people the truth about interest and the truth about how to not be afraid of credit, but to use credit for your benefit. And and that's what it's all about. And so that's what we're here doing each and every day, uh, five seven days a week now, five days a week on uh, on a group of stations, and then weekends on another. So it's great to do taking the message to more and more people. We're gonna keep growing it, keep going to more and more places. And I'm excited about it. I, you know, this I really feel like this was my calling. You know, I was blessed uh, in the success I, I saw at RP Funding, uh, and the fact that I can now now I have the the resources to invest in carrying this message of of financial security mm-hmm. and, and and being a smarter uh, consumer when it comes to financial services to the masses. 855 And I love playing this role on the radio because I've been in radio 41 years and I played my share of music. But you know what? Anybody can play music. Anybody can get an iPad or iPod to play music. We're educating people. We're actually doing a public service. And as far as I know, you're probably the very first mortgage-type person that ever came on the air with his own show. But secondly, it's not all about mortgages. It's about education. Yeah, one of the, you know, mortgage is such a far-reaching, you know, we really have to dig into someone's life in so many different ways that we get to see it all. You know, I, I see when people are overpaying on their credit cards because it impacts their ability to get a mortgage. I see when people are overpaying on student loans or car loans. I see the good, the bad, and the ugly on people's credit reports. You know, we get to see how people's money's invested, what their savings patterns are. You know, we get this glimpse into the complete financial picture of, I mean, probably 30,000 people a year that we really get to look at it and see. So we see the trends. We I understand what's going on out there. I understand where people are being taken advantage of by financial services companies. And and so it, it's actually a pretty great platform because while while the credit card company guy probably doesn't know a whole lot about what we do at mortgages, in the mortgage business, we have to know a lot about, about his business mm-hmm. because it all affects what we do so heavily, and particularly after the crash. You know, we the, the regulators have forced us to do such a more thorough job as an industry that we really are having to dig into people's situations, and, and we have to understand what we're looking at. You know, and so to understand it, we've got to get in there and we've got to take it apart. And when we understand it, then the smoke and mirrors goes away, and, and now we can share that knowledge with all of our listeners and, and make sure that people understand from the very basics how this whole thing works uh, you know, why credit scores are important, why uh, paying interest is important, why everything going on uh, and understanding it and being conscious of it, uh, it, you know, is such a big deal. Robert, we've done it again. Yes, indeed. We have wrapped up an hour of consumer empowerment. And folks, it doesn't end here. This is the first step. This is just getting onto the trolley platform because from here, you can go to saving thousands and you could literally spend hours at saving thousands and see new information coming up at all times. You can go online to Estate Advice. You could also go online to Real Prospector. You could go to the 24-hour, seven days a week, Robert Palmer channel on iHeart. That's right. Simply go to iHeart on your smart device and in the search engine, put in Robert Palmer. Or how about an app on your smartphone where you can listen to hour-long programs on demand Start and stop them as you please. We know you have a busy life. And that app, when you go to your app store, you can download absolutely free the Saving Thousands radio app. The Saving Thousands radio app. I tell you what, there's a lot of financial empowerment going on, and it's going on for free. We're not asking you to send us a donation to keep the power coming. We're not asking you to buy anything. The folks here at Saving Thousands come to work each and every day with consumer empowerment on their minds. What are the new tools that we could use to give you the information you need so you become a more empowered consumer, so you have more money left at the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year, into retirement? Because if more and more and more and the majority of this country becomes empowered, the financial tricks won't work anymore and more people can buy homes, can buy furniture, can buy boats, can take cruises and have expensive things and luxuries, but still be able to afford them. What it's all about. We're all saving thousands with Robert Palmer. 855-735-1111. 